Hey, friends, it's Friday. I was going to say, well, it's still morning. I got two minutes before noontime. Anyways, how are you guys doing? Are you getting used to the daylight saving time? I heard that Congress is sending a bill to the president to sign to keep daylight saving time, and it would start in 2023, November of 2023 or something like that. I don't know how accurate that is. You know how things go. But that's what I read real fast. I haven't seen any more about it. But if you know something, let me know. I think, I don't know, you know, I think it would be good. I don't know how much we save or how how much it'll help us. I know it'll help my dogs because they're all messed up with the daylight savings time. It's messed them all up on feeding times. And it's messed me up for a few days. So my question is, how do you deal with it with ADHD? Think about that. Because ADHD is, is enough to deal with. And then we have to throw in a daylight saving time, which maybe that doesn't mean a lot. But I know that I was Monday, Tuesday, even into Wednesday, I was totally discombobulated because of daylight savings time. Okay, it really threw me for a loop. It threw my thinking off. It threw my because I was behind on everything. I seemed like I was. I wasn't getting any place. I was trying to do things and I couldn't get them done because I couldn't get my brain functioning. And, you know, it's interesting. Our granddaughters, both of them have ADHD and they're going for testing right now. They're going through a bunch of consults. One of the things that kept coming up is how autism plays a part with ADHD. Uh, Back in the day, Uh, I can remember when I was first diagnosed, they didn't talk about autism. Uh, Actually, it was just that if they would say things like mentally handicapped, mentally retarded. Uh, But my biggest thing was because of ADHD, I went through a lot of issues with uh, teachers where they didn't understand it and they would think that you were mentally handicapped. So they put you in a special class, and my mother would always fight about that and say, no, he's not mentally handicapped. He has ADHD, well, hyperkinetic disorder back then. They didn't know what that meant. And she would try to explain it to them about how my brain worked. And they didn't understand that either. It was was really an amazing thing that these teachers couldn't grasp that. And I... You know, I always wondered about it, but I found out as I was, as I got older and dealing with things in a different level, like when I was dealing with diabetes, I found out how many teachers didn't know about kids having type two. They only thought of kids having type one. And I went to a few schools to speak and I explained to them about type two. And all of a sudden it made sense to some of these teachers about why the kids were acting the way they were. And I thought back to my days of ADHD and how teachers reacted. I mean, even college professors. When I was in college and I explained about the way I work and how I have to work, they were very, they weren't really friendly about it. They wanted you to do things a certain way because that's the way they taught. And I said, I can't work that way. I have to work this way to get to the end result or in a paper or speaking in class. And I used to go through a lot of explanation to explain 
ADHD. And what's really funny is, as time went by, the people I speak with, when I do speak about ADHD, a lot of them have that question of how do you explain it to others? And everyone has a different way of doing it. Everyone has a certain, what's the word I want to say, system or technique of explaining ADHD. There is not one, I don't care what anyone says, there is no one way to explain it because let's be honest, everyone that has ADHD has a different level of it. Some don't, it's mild, some are severe. And trying to explain it depends on what, you, what level you're at and how you're going to explain it because it may be so minor that it doesn't really affect your work. It doesn't affect your conversations. It doesn't affect anything. When you have a severe case, it can affect everything. Every part of your life is ADHD connected. There is no... There's no way to say, well, that's not, ADHD doesn't bother me when I do that. Heck no. I have, I have a severe case. They always kept me at hyperkinetic disorder. They never, they always diagnosed me that way. And when I went to other doctors, they stuck with that diagnosis, even though they would say it's a higher form of ADHD. It's a more severe form of ADHD. It doesn't matter. The bottom line is, is that we all have to figure a way to tell people. And it has to be comfortable for us and understandable for them. And some people, when you start explaining it, start feeling bad. And I tell them, no, 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 that's not why I'm telling you this. I don't want you to feel bad. I don't want you to feel like I'm burdening, 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 <laughs> burdening you with my mental health issues. Because I don't consider it a mental health issue. I've, I've argued this point with a shrink, too. He says it is a mental health issue, and I said, oh, I don't agree with that. I think it's just a brain issue. It's a develop, developmental issue. It doesn't stop me from learning. It doesn't stop me from teaching. It doesn't stop me from talking. It doesn't stop me from understanding. I function every day, but I function differently than others. That's it. There's nothing different. You guys have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday. This is Mark. This is the ADHD Creative. Hey, let people know about this podcast because I'd really like to get more people on board to listen. And I'd appreciate it. Thanks, guys.